7 till 9. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the Communist Republic of San Antonio. Hello, comrade. comrade. How are we today, comrade? Where? I see you have your red on today. Good. We're all marching in our in our commie red clothes today. That's right. It's uh, the, party, uh, the party color. That's right. We have to comrade. wear the same one. Yep. And uh, we'll have our, uh, it used to be secret meetings, secret communist meetings. They're not secret anymore. There's nothing secret about the fact that San Antonio's commie. We're commie country. It's gone commie. Welcome but to commie. communists. Commie country. Yeah, we, in fact, we're putting, we're putting up uh, new bumper stickers for the back of trucks, big trucks around here. They'll say, welcome to commie country. Welcome to commie country. That just sounds kind of weird when you say it in a redneck voice, though, don't it? it, it welcome to commie country. Uh, we're in commie country. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's right. We're going to flip our format to country music, and we're going to call it commie country. Commie country. <laughs> this is commie country. Good morning. So, uh, after the election of Saturday, I think that's pretty clear. How was your weekend? It was great. Yeah. <laughs> Got me some big old fat crawl dads. Yeah. The big old fat crawl dads, yeah. the big old fat shrimp, and some now, sausage. Now, you don't make them yourself, do you? No. You go somewhere and you pick them go up. Go to Willie's, or usually. Yeah. Willie? Yeah, Willie's no, Ice House. Willie, Willie, oh, Willie's Ice House, not Willie yeah. Dawson's. Got it. All right. And uh, you chow down. Got about 10 pounds between the four of us. My, my stepdaughter doesn't really eat them much, maybe a couple. My uh, wife likes them, but she doesn't eat that many. Right. It's mostly my stepson and I plow through them. So we got about 10 pounds, and they actually gave us a bunch of shrimp and corn and sausage along with it. So after we got through all that, I... I spent the rest of the evening reclining. Of course you did. And digesting. Elaine just asked uh, what you put on crawfish, and I told her mayonnaise. A little bit of ketchup on the underbelly, but mayonnaise on top. You put mayonnaise on a damn crawdad, right. I kick your ass that's, out the crawdad restaurant, what man. You, do. you don't put no mayonnaise, no damn mud bug. What the hell are you talking about? Do you suck the head? You, you tell Georgia that he said he puts mayonnaise on a damn mud bug. See how Georgia responds. First of all, let me be perfectly clear. I've never had one of those things, man. <sighs> Any, right. Anything that's cleaning up the bottom of a river, I want nothing oh, to do stop. with. That's what they are. God put them there for me to eat. You know, man. They, he put them there to clean the bottom, <laughs> and to clean the me, trash, and then to clean my bottom. That's what. Yeah, he well, did. that's exactly See? what happened all weekend. And yes, Trey, I, I do suck the head. You, you got to <laughs> suck the head. You got to get the juice out of there, man. The uh, brain juice. Yeah. Doesn't that sound great to you, brain juice? See, my, so my, see my, my dad was a bit, he, he, <laughs> ate, he ate them all the time. See, your dad and loved them. He, he knew. He, he, he would knew. crack the head off, and he would suck it. Hell yeah. And the eyes would disappear. You gotta, <laughs> that's what you got to do. I'm like, you got to get the brain juice. I'm like, what did you just do? The thing ain't got nothing in there now, brain and all. He said, oh, yeah, that's the best part, that's boy. That's where all the spices uh, that's end up. That's the best part, that's boy. That's where all the spices end you up. You just ate a crawfish brain, dad. Yeah, now, your, your daddy uh, ate crawdads, and he ate oysters, he ate all that good stuff. Raw oysters. On, he man. would break it open, man. He'd pull out his pocket knife and break it open. Oh, I know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Just suck him right down, Suck it down, and he, oh, yeah. That's a little bit of heaven oh, right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, unless, unless you're sitting across from somebody eating them. Uh, so I just, I just, and he mm. made me do it one night, and I puked that thing right back up. <laughs> Shoo, shot across the table, hit the lady in the back of the head, yeah. two tables over. <laughs> made a funny little slapping noise, right, when yeah, I hit her head. I just started looking around. Looking right around at somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, then, then what else did you do for the weekend? Did you just kind of like hang out from there? You probably couldn't do any more because you were comatose after that, right? We, uh, you know, it was actually a really cool weekend. We just hung out. We did, we did watch a fair amount of Hallmark stuff for my wife because she likes that stuff. Yeah. I made her watch uh, uh, one of my movies on Saturday Good. night. Only I realized after we started watching it that it really, you ever watch a movie or <laughs> you, one of your favorite movies from years and years ago? And you just had this great idea about it, but then you sit and watch it now, and you realize, hey, this movie kind of sucks. Yes. Yeah, we kind of had that phenomenon That has happened to me, yep. On halfway through, we both got bored. Yeah. And so, you know. Yeah. What was the movie? <laughs> what was the movie? The Limey with Terrence Stamp. What is that Do you about? remember that? No. Uh, it was a Steven Soderbergh movie, and he plays a, a London gangster uh, who comes to America to settle some business, and he's just a little badass, but... It's a little too. I know this is going to sound weird for me to say, but it was. It's almost a little too artsy, even for me. Yeah. And, and about halfway through, we're like, "Man, this movie sucks." Yeah. I remember it much better. Yeah. It's got one good scene. It does happen <laughs> when, when you go back and you. Yeah, Beetlejuice did that for me. About the tenth time I saw Beetlejuice, yeah, like, I'm eh, like, "Okay, I'm eh. done with this." <laughs> How many times can you laugh at Michael uh, spitting into his pocket? Right, right. It's yeah. not funny anymore. Nah. Uh, nah. Oh, over it. Uh, so uh, I. I 
had a great, great weekend. Went to the gun store on Saturday. Yes. Sean, you wouldn't believe how many people showed up just wow. to say it was amazing. Right. Just I, I was blown away. That's very cool. Just to say hi. So thanks to everybody who came. It was great to meet you, get to know you. Uh, we're going to do it again. And then the wine fest was down. So you talk about my day, cultural shock. I started out at a gun store and then went to the wine fest. You know, booze like, and guns. <laughs> what else is there? No, I mean, not typical booze, though. You know, right. I had to put my highbrow on. You know, uh, but it was really cool, and they did a great job with that thing down. I, I was really surprised how how well right. it came off. Wine fests are great, and it was outside, so we got rained on. Yeah. We didn't really care. You're all too wine buzz. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that did happen to a couple of people, not me. I, let me clean my palate. I just opened my mouth, and let the rain do it. That's exactly what we did. <laughs> um, so Alameda County, California, is beginning. It's now starting. They are now reworking their COVID-19 death numbers <laughs> because they're realizing that, oh, hey, we need a change because not all these deaths were from COVID. How many times did we talk about that last year, <laughs> that they were counting people as dying from COVID who actually died from lung cancer, heart attack, yeah. car crash, cooking the bucks. Bu- bullet shot in between the eyes. You know, Then they would bring him in, and they'd go, oh, that's a COVID death. And he had his head blown off. Parachute right? didn't open. Right. COVID death. It's a COVID death. <laughs> and now they're having, that's right. And now they're having to go back. And it wasn't just 1% or 2%. Right. 25%. Yeah. Yeah. And so... I'm we're just, not surprised, you know. No, because we were talking about it last year. There were two things that were going on that made that possible. Number one, they were being incentivized and paid more if it was a COVID death than a, than a yeah, shooting. Yeah. Or, yeah. A, or a parachute didn't open. They got more money if it was COVID. <laughs> right, right. The other thing was they wanted to weaponize it and drive the numbers up against Donald Trump. And that's what they did. And they did. And they were successful. Yes, they, they were. They got what they wanted. Uh-huh. They got a talking Lego block in the Oval Office. That's it. By cooking the books on COVID. Right. Now think about that. Here in this county, or in this, and what did our mayor do? He they, they started adding in people who might have likely deaths from COVID. So I mean, they were cooking the books all across the country. Probably, maybe, probably, maybe probably died of maybe. COVID. Eh, put them in there, right? And so now, like in Alameda, California, they're they're going back and they're changing, but they're trying to do it all quietly because they right. don't want everybody, you know, pay attention. It certainly wasn't on CNN over the weekend. No, what on ABC over the weekend? No, was not on CBS over the weekend. No, we got the story wasn't. here, and we covered the story here that now they're going back and they're reworking their numbers for the more realistic numbers of COVID deaths. And my gosh, not that many people died from it, as we said. We're going to be finding out for years what a bunch of crap this was. Corruption. Just a bunch of crap. Corruption. Corruption, corrupt crap to achieve a political end. end. We, we, we said it through the whole thing. Through 14 months of this adventure <laughs> and through COVID, we were saying they're cooking the books. You had hospitals that were listing people again uh, in Jersey and Florida. Or in Jersey, I think we saw a fair amount where the hospitals were uh, were inflating the numbers because, again, they get they got federal dollars as a result of that. But I think the more insidious uh, aspect of cooking the books on the COVID deaths was, yeah, they wanted people to remain in the masks. They wanted the pandemic to seem really, really bad so they could claim Donald Trump screwed it up. And they did claim that. And they did claim it. Over and over again, they kept saying, he's killing people, he's killing people. And they it enabled them to cheat as well, right. argue for the mail-in ballots. Right. So it, the whole thing was a scumbag move. It really, really was. And uh. so now they want to go back and they want to fix all of that and Ugh. put out the real numbers. Thanks. You know, it's like this. Like we were talking, <laughs> this is so dystopian, everything's going on. So we, we were talking about this last week where now they're starting to say it was a Wuhan lab leak and all that. Last year, the news agencies, CNN, ABC, they were all calling it, that's a conspiracy theory. Right? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. that's a conspiracy there. So what, the, what are they doing now? They're going back and changing their digital headlines, <laughs> all their headlines. Of, what a bunch of wussies, man. To take, out, to take that part <laughs> right. out. It's a lying Taking scumbag. conspiracy out. It's a lying liar. So, and, you know, Ricardi and I talked about that about books because, uh, and, and you, you like paper books with I the do. ink. And, I do, yeah. And I, I was an early adopter of e-books primarily because I'll have four or five books going at a time. I read right. all the time. right. And it's real simple to have my phone or my e-reader, and I got 20,000 books on there, right? Rather than trying to carry around a bag full of books. Jack said to me one time, he said, but what are you going to do when they start changing your book? (laughs) When they go in and start editing your book. I said, ah, you're not going to do that, man. They are. Yep. They're editing books. Well, there's some objectionable material in some of those classics, especially... 
Mark Twain? No, you no. got to get in there and screw it up. Well, at that look, I, that's why I never liked the idea of it. Because I knew very early on that one of two things, because I had a bunch of friends who were into it. Because really that stuff started coming around when I was in Colorado. And I had a very good friend who, who uh, she had all of her books on Kindle in the very early days. And I said back then, you know, that well, first off, they can edit those eventually. And what if it all shuts off? All your books go away. You know, I just, I never liked the idea of it. I, I have not published any Kindle versions of any of my books. If you want one of my books, it's got to be a hard copy. You're not going to download it or upload it. But you're right. They're changing the books now because of content and the woke crowd. Oh, they're putting warnings they're in putting there. They're putting warnings, you know, like a, and trigger like, like warnings. Yeah, right. You know, right. It's, it's, it's embarrassing. It, it is pathetic. It, it, well, it's, it, what's going it's, on. It's a crime against the literary world. Well, it really is. A crime against everything right now. They're yeah. just, you know. And and we really are living, uh, I think, uh, and, and first of all, at, at the least, in a socialist society in San Antonio. But uh, oh, yeah, we're, you know, we're, if we're not, we're pretty damn close. What what the headline of the paper say? Uh, yeah. Runoff wins add to San Antonio City Council's progressive tilt. And then you read the article about who got these folks elected: <laughs> Julian Castro, Ugh. leading the Democrat Socialists of America San Antonio chapter. Blech. Blech. And the Texas Organizing Project, a progressive group that specializes in whatever, whatever, whatever. They're the ones who got these folks elected, and they are very far left. Well, they're not even leftists or progressives. They're socialists. Right. A city council in San Antonio now has socialists. I'm telling you, conservatism is dead in San Antonio. Well, and it's, it's a shame. What, what uh, turnout do we have in that district uh, in, in the, all together? For the whole 10%? thing? Less than 10%. <laughs> Less than 10%. 39,000. 39,000. <laughs> 39,000 showed That's up. That's pathetic, man. Nobody turned out. You Nobody. get the government you don't vote for, man. That's it. You get the government you don't vote for. If you don't well, show up to vote, it's not. It's, you can't complain about it. All, the only conclusion I can come to is that this is what San Antonio wants. San Antonio wants it. And this, you and I talk about this silent majority, and, and you and I say, America's not there, man. What they're doing, and they're on the march. America's not into that. There's going to be a slap back. I don't, I'm not so sure anymore. I'm not <laughs> so sure that America is not into it. I, they, I, I'm starting to believe that America is into all this crap they're doing. I have no idea. I'm starting to believe it. I have no idea. I mean, I, I, the, the silent majority is so damn silent that you exactly. don't even know they exist. <laughs> I suspect they're out there, you know, I, because I, I, I don't know, because I don't know to what extent, like a guy like Carville is right, and some people are just staying out of it out of fear uh, of being targeted themselves, whether they're a Republican or a Democrat or neither. Uh, maybe a lot of people just aren't paying enough attention. Maybe they just don't give a crap. You know, I don't know. I have it, It's one of those times in American history where I, I have no idea. So, so we hear, you know, that America is middle-of-the-road country, you know, and they're doing stuff that, you know, America's not going to love, that America hates. Real Americans, they're in the middle of the road. They're in the middle. Maybe they're middle-right. You know, that's, that's what we hear all the time. Right. People say that all the time. Where I am, yeah. Little right of center. Guess what? <laughs> I don't think we are. I, I'm I'm beginning to really believe, and I know San Antonio's not. I know San Antonio wanted this socialism because they voted for it. Look who's on city council. I, I don't know. These are very strange times, and what one of the stranger things is when you do what we do for a living, we have our noggin in the news every single day. Yeah. And, you know, we usually have a little bit more information in our heads than most the average citizen does, just by virtue of what we do. And a lot of times, in many other issues, this allows you the ability to sort of make an educated guess about things. And I'm just drawing a blank. I have no idea. I have no idea where this country is going to be in one year, in five years. I have no idea. No, I don't either, and I'm not going to even presume or pretend that I do. But I'm starting to believe that their takeover of the education system and the indoctrination with the with you know the socialism and all that, I'm, I'm thinking it's, it, it has worked, and we're seeing the the, the fruit of that now. Well, I'm glad I'm an old fart. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Yo, fart. Y'all got to live in this crap. Not Yo, me, man. Yo, fart. I, 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 you know, I, I got to, you know, we got to, we got to, hopefully uh, a few more decades left. <laughs> well, me, maybe less. But, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I'd, it's your country now. You, you get the country you burn and not vote for or vote for. That's right. The young people are the people who, who have to live in this world that, in a sense, they're either creating or acquiescing to. Right. 
you know, I, I've done had my fun. That's right. That's right. And that's what I'm saying about San Antonio. This is what San Antonio wanted. They right. wanted well, the guess. socialism, and they're going to get it because that's what they voted for. I guess. Quick break. We'll come right back. More Warren Rima coming up for you. Family owned and operated. Window World is here to take care of you, Martin Bamba, and his family. Well, they've been in business, by the way, since 1947. Martin and his family have been doing this forever. They have the most energy efficient windows and siding and doors and so much more for you at the pr- best prices anywhere. How do they keep their prices so? So low well it's volume selling that's exactly how they keep it low they sell more than even the big box stores so they're able to pass all those savings on to you at window world i know because i'm a customer we did every window in our home just a couple of months ago we are so happy with the look and the energy efficiency and how quiet it is inside now and they come with the best warranty in the industry and throughout the entire process our folks over at Window World responded to all of our emails, all of our questions, all of our texts, all of our phone numbers, every, everything, every, everything that we wanted to know from them. They were so, so helpful at Window World. So if you're even considering a placement windows for your home, Window World is your company. Window World is your place. That's windowworldtx.com. Check them out. AccuWeather for the next three days, today, tomorrow, and Wednesday, a sunny, very warm, and uh, humid 91, 93, and 94. Right now, Scan Weather Station, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. It's my opinion. If I would have had taken out a Texas flag, an American flag, the school would have taken it way differently. What do you think about that? Well, no, they wouldn't have because they had protocols against flags. I, If you're going to break the rules, you got to deal with the consequences. You know, I mean, uh, that's just uh, the way it goes. As a consummate rule breaker most of my life, I know that when you break the rules, you got to suffer the consequences. So you don't get to be special just because it's a Mexican flag. You know, she knew. Kiddo, you knew. <laughs> you knew you weren't supposed to do that uh, at this commencement speech. And uh, and so they shut her down. And that's uh, life is a choice, man. Everything is a choice. Well, uh, the guy over in North Carolina did it, too. He wrapped right. the Mexican flag around his robe for his graduation. They told him, you're not going to, you don't get it. You don't get it. And it looks like a, a, a cape when you see the picture. Right. And she walked out, and this was a full-size yeah. Mexican flag. Uh, m- my first thought is, um, look, great. I-, I love Mexico. I go there you know, three or four times a year, so this is not slamming Mexico. This is no judgment on Mexico. No. But Mexico is not the country who just gave you that education. Right, right. We're, we're the country who gave you that education. That's the first thing. So maybe you honored this country. But second thing is, uh, rules are rules, and you are about to enter into a world full of rules, and uh, the consequences of not following the rules are real in the real world. And the uh-huh. rules were, do not bring a flag or anything else, and if you do, you will not get your diploma. No Simple. somersaults. No. No handstands and no flags. You just get up there and be dignified and take your sheepskin and, and, and walk off in a dignified way. But these are not dignified times. And the thing is, she probably got kind of what she wanted, and so the other kid. You got They're it. Famous. You got They're it. They're famous. That's why baby. they do anything. They're on TikTok. We're talking about them. They're famous, right? You know. And these days, you know, I mean, we say actions don't have, con- or you know, choices have consequences, and breaking the rules has, you know, consequences. Not really. Not really. Not, not really. really anymore. No. Nope. No. Nope. This is the best day of her life. Yeah. Everybody knows who she is. She's famous. That's right. TikTok, she, TikTok. She's, that's right. And she's the one who had the, the Mexican flag. So she's a hero. She's a cultural hero. In fact, the dude who did it in North Carolina, he had people showing up to uh, signing a petition. Like 70,000 <laughs> people signed a petition in his favor. And they were calling in the next morning <sighs> saying, you got interviews on all the big, ne- right. all the big networks. All the big networks Fame, are popping up. Fame, baby. Everybody wants to be famous. My dad would have knocked my head off. <laughs> My dad would have just been surprised I got the diploma and made it. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we it, it's it's it, these days the the celebrity and the controversy is is worth it uh, for a lot of people, for a lot of young people. Especially. And you know what's true though, Sean, is that it, when she gets a job, I, I did say that the, it's a real world with real consequences. It's not. She gets a job. The job acquiesces to its employees now. Well, at this point, yeah, you can do the anything. Employees you want. run the show. That's it. I mean, seriously, it's upside down. It's completely upside the, down. The inmates are running the prison. You and I grew up in an era where, you know, you did what the boss told you to do. Are you kidding? You understood what your, what your responsibilities were. You had to produce, you know, whether it's in the service industry or doing radio or what have you. We grew up in that world. Because let me tell you something. I was a real screw-off when I was a teenager. 
But like this girl, when I got out into the real world and the real world started kicking my ass yeah, and I had to start paying bills, uh, I woke up to that crap real quick. I was real fortunate I, that I was raised by the parents I was raised by right. and I didn't get a chance to screw off. I had the same exact situation, not with the flag, but with a beard. I heard, yeah, with the beard, with the uh, the, uh, the football for the, the ceremony. Co- coach said, "You're not going to graduate, right, unless you shave that beard off." And I went home. I screamed at my dad. <laughs> he can't do that. I'm 18. Right. He said, "Go shave the beard off." Right. Go <laughs> shave the beard. Are you going back there next year? Well, and again, at the heart of all this th- th- this discussion is that everything's a choice. Right. You're making a choice. All right. And I believe these two kids made the choice, knowing that it was going to be controversial, knowing they weren't going to get their diplomas if they went through with it, knowing that people would want to interview them, it'd be a big deal. And that's the upside-down nature of the world that we live in today, you know, is that that's really what it's all about. You've said for a long time it's a narcissistic time, and that's right. It is. And it comes out of social media. Social media is about one thing and one thing only, and that's me. Me, me, me. Me. Look at me, look at me, look at me. That's exactly right. Look at me. So I'll do whatever I got to do, and that includes cutting a slice out of a piece of pizza, throwing it on the floor, and putting the pizza back together and delivering a half pizza. And making it look <laughs> I like didn't a. see that one. <laughs> I thir- heard about it. 31 million views, Sean. 31 million. With the Maybe comments, this country deserves to go spinning down the toilet, it man. It does, baby. Because we're all narcissists, baby. It we're does. all hooked into the drug. All right, we're uh, a quick break here. Uh, we're broadcasting live from the uh, communist state of San Antonio. <laughs> And uh, we'll come right back more where and Rhyme on the other side. Look, financial freedom is yours, can be yours a step away. And I'm not trying to sell you something here that is a get-rich-quick scheme because those are schemes and scams. There is no get-rich-quick, okay? It doesn't happen. But if you're willing to put the work in, if you're willing to do, do the time and do the study, that our friends at Lifestyles Unlimited can show you how to make real money in real estate. And I'm talking about real money that stays with you. Real money that continues to come to the mailbox. Real money that your kids can enjoy with a financial legacy that you're going to leave behind to them and to your grandkids. Here's what I want you to do. Log on to FinancialFreedomLivestream.com. That's where my buddy David Fisher is going to teach you the ins and outs, ups and downs of investing in real estate, how to do it, and how to start making money right away if you'll use my name where w-a-r-e you get about half off all right you get about half off for using my name where w-a-r-e it's financial listening to news talk 550 ktsa and fm 1071 stay connected i love you too love you too so it's where and rima trey where sean rima 550 ktsa fm 1071 and uh so Donald Trump was back. He gave a couple of speeches, in fact, over the weekend. Right. And um, in one of the speeches that he gave over the weekend, uh, he was talking about how he's trying to save democracy. He's not trying to destroy democracy. He's trying to save it, so on and so forth. And uh, and the the New Deal now from ABC, CNN, CBS, that whole group, is that uh, he has dementia because he wore his pants backwards. The zipper was in the back. And they, Do they, they know who the president is right now? They were. They He's were, got dementia. They were tweeting. They were tweeting pictures. Look, there's no zipper in the front, and they did a close oh, up God. of Trump's pants, and oh, there's no zipper. God, what the hell? And uh, so anyway, uh, Snopes, who hates Trump, right? They actually looked at it and said, "Look, there's a zipper, guys. So this is you know fake news. He's wearing his pants the correct they're, way." They're they're focusing on a zipper, man. <laughs> of Donald Trump. On his zipper. That, that the man still has dementia. His dementia is getting worse because he's putting his pants on backwards. <sighs> yeah. Do they not follow the president, the current president now? No. Because there's a guy who's got some early onset something. Because right? he barely knows where the hell he is. <laughs> and they're, they're focusing. How do you look yourself in the mirror and, and claim to be a journalist They're not. when you spend your entire working day on Donald Trump's zipper. Isn't it weird? You know, Trump is out of office. Isn't it weird how they're still focusing on they're him? They're like heroin addicts. They can't let it they go, man. They cannot let him go. They got a Trump addiction. They have to talk about him all the time. All the time. And he knows problem. it. And he plays him like a fiddle. Yeah. He always did, man. Oh, yeah. so he, he always did. He gave a great speech over the weekend. Right. He was asked about Mike Pence. Will he run with Mike Pence? He says, well, we'll just have to see. I don't yeah. know, you know. Probably not, but... Well, yeah, I mean, you know, float it out. Don't, don't discount it completely. Right. I mean, I, I don't think he sh- he'll run, but I mean, if he did, I'd vote for him. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't think, you know, I'd vote for him. Yeah. I would. Well... I just don't think he will. I, I got to see who else is in there, because I'm a big DeSantis fan. I All think, right, right. I think DeSantis is doing a great job. In fact, 
Jimmy Kimmel took in after DeSantis. This is how powerful DeSantis is and how scared the left is. Kimmel, his his uh, state is actually very close to what North Korea would be, right? <laughs> Except Kimmel is yeah. calling Florida North Korea. Yeah, I caught, I caught that. Did you see that? Yeah. Uh, a little hypocritical and, there. And this, right. <laughs> have you and looked stupid. at the state you live in, buddy? Uh, but, yeah, I, we've said this, that they're going to take in after DeSantis because they're scared of him. Well, he's young. He's charismatic. Uh, he's obviously unafraid of, uh, he's kind of like Abbott. He's unafraid of, uh, of what they are. He seems like he actually enjoys the criticism, which to a certain extent, so did Donald Trump. They're terrified of him. Yeah. They, well, I mean, it, look, somebody who's not afraid of you is someone to be afraid of. That's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's right. And they, Trump was not afraid of them. Nope. Santis isn't afraid of them, and that scares the living hell out of them. The the more because he can't pressure them. That's right. And the more you oppose Donald Trump, he fed off of that. Yeah, absolutely. That gave him the energy. And the pass he did. That was his Loved thing. It. Troll me, baby. Troll me <laughs> with a capital T. Yeah. So I, the Santis is the same, except he's younger, and uh, he's got you know uh, a younger guy's energy. Uh, he's got a long road ahead of him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not that old. I don't know exactly how old he is, but he's not. He can't be that old. Forty something. Forty. He's in his forties, yeah. right? So you know, he he represents perhaps in their mind the silent majority that we were talking about, who right now are maybe a little cowed by the by the woke stuff and and be maybe just plainly plain exhausted after the pandemic and the election and all that stuff. Forty two. Forty. So he's a very young guy. So he's got a long yeah. way to go, man, and yeah. they know it. So my dream, you know, it, it, have my druthers as of today. Now, this could change between now and 2024. Would be him, Christy Noem, Nikki Haley as Secretary of State, Ted Cruz as AG. Yeah, it'd be great. Rock and be all roll. about it, man. Fix this I've country. I've wanted Ted Cruz as the AG for a long time, man. Fix this country. Fix it. That's what, we, that's what it would take. Right. So, you know, but I don't know. Let's see what happens. So, Midterms. I was listening to the professor on Friday afternoon. Jack Riccardi. That's right. Do it again. Jack Riccardi. Yes, I was listening to him Friday afternoon. And uh, he was talking, because he, I guess he still watched the judge, because he still, Jack does all that research. I, I do too, but I, I quit watching the judge and Ron. I, I just don't watch anything over the weekend, so I kind of do it more. Well, this was last this week. This was last week. But so. I quit watching these guys. Right, well, I did months ago. Yeah. yeah it was I just, pointless. Yeah, yeah. It was and, pointless. Uh, right. It was, yeah, a total waste of time. And, and when I found out they were lying and they were hypocrites and then they turned it all political and they started to go after the uh, the, the governor, I mean, you know, that whole thing just, okay, I'm done. Yeah. And when Ron said, if you don't wear a mask, you're going to be killing people, I said, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're done. We're yeah. over. And so, but apparently Jack's kept watching him because right. he said when they did their last show last week yeah. that they were very self-congratulatory about the great oh, job God. they did. By saving lives in San Antonio by having their 613 show every day and how patting on the back and all that kind of thing they were. Yeah, so. and they, they named it Goodbye, Farewell, and Amen. You know, and they. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. In- they, they shook the hands of the studio audience and thanked them for supporting them. Show, Instead the show. of just getting up and walking away. They had no. to do this whole self-congratulatory, aren't we great? But haven't you noticed that liberal pukes, socialist pukes, are very self-congratulatory in that sense? You know, mm-hmm. it's like they're always patting themselves on the back, mm-hmm. even when they don't do a damn thing. <laughs> even when they have the opposite effect of what they was going for. Hey, it's his, so I couldn't stomach that, man. It's his GD city. It's his GD city. Yep. And I just, I couldn't. I, yeah, I stopped months ago. I got the highlights the next morning. There was no point to it. Highlights? So whatever what highlights. highlights? The, the numbers are all you needed, and even those were fake. Yeah, come on, man. No, nah, man, what a waste of energy. Because I, I used to make fun of them. I used to do comedy bits based yep. on that. Remember that? Oh, yeah. And uh, it, it got the, to be where the, the, the thing itself was funnier than anything I was going to come up with. Right. Because they were so, it was it was kind of almost embarrassing. Well, because they enjoyed it, you could tell they loved it. And what's embarrassing is if if this bit, and I have no reason to doubt Jack, if this bit is true, and they were patting themselves on the uh, back for saving lives. Hey, how about patting a nurse on the back? Right, <laughs> I'm right. patting myself on the back because I went on the television every night and <laughs> gave the numbers out. Listen to the numbers here. Here are the numbers. And have, you got nurses over in hospitals, right? You know. And it's all Ron and the judge. Uh, Did they have Bette Midler come out and sing a song at the end? You know, "Wind Beneath, <laughs> Wind Beneath My Wings," like the last Tonight Show with Johnny. Remember that? "Wind Beneath My Wind Wings." "Wind Beneath My Wings." Yeah. You know, I just couldn't stomach it. <laughs> Thanks, Jack, for uh, watching it for us. I appreciate that, Jack. Uh, that's that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna let him do the heavy lifting. Like you just that do the heavy. You that. just keep on, Jack. Yeah. 
Because I, I don't, I, I stopped watching that months ago. Yeah, me too. I, I, you know, it last really year was, was pointless. It's last year, yeah, yeah. I hadn't watched it since. Yeah. Ugh. All right, a quick break. More Wayne Rima coming up. Carzeus.com. Carzeus.com. Get a uh, a quote right now on what it would take for you to sell your car. You see, you're the seller, so they have nothing to sell you. There's no commission salespeople. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. There's nothing like this. This is the easiest way that you could possibly sell your car. Carzeus. You see, that's exactly what Phil Candera wanted. To do was make it easy on you so many people they had such a hard time trying to sell their vehicle because because they would what they would have to go to a dealer and try to trade it in and you knew you weren't getting a good deal from the dealer because the dealer's holding back something so they can make some money off of your vehicle and and car zeus and, and phil candare came along and said i just want to offer you a price if you like the price then we can do business if you don't like the price hey no worry you know go do your thing and i'll do mine and that's the way they do it. So log on to the website today. That's carzeus.com, carzeus.com, and fill out the form. Get a free, no-obligation offer on your vehicle today. Now, 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 now. <laughs> Sean's like, what is that? That's Bobby Brown. Every little step I take, baby. Every little move I make. Bobby step, Brown. Stop forward and back. Here we go. Trey's chair dancing. <laughs> See, during this, well, of course, I started disc jockeying in mid seventies, right, but it was country. Right. But this was the height of when I was really one of those crazy disc jockeys on the radio. Hey, what's up? What's going on? <laughs> Bobby Brown, every little stuff I think. Couldn't do that now. <laughs> what play the music? You mean or what? Yeah. I loved every second of it. I loved being a disc jockey. It was so much fun. There's a guy in New York who does it just like me, right? Just like I used to. Broadway Bill Lee. I used to be just like you can look him up on Facebook and watch his videos. The guy is incredible. I just in, I always enjoyed doing that. I always wanted to talk, man. I always wanted to run my trap. Yep. So I, I I did a lot of music radio, did a lot of morning music radio, but mostly I was known as the guy that talked a lot. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Imagine that. They like, just play the damn songs, Rima. I'm paying you to play the damn songs. They used to do it all the time, didn't they? They yeah. would scream at us you to know. shut up, and I wanted to talk. I, well, I, you know, I was lucky in that I kind of formed that idea of me. So, like, I did classic rock. I got to talk, you know, at night. So I do, you know, dirty stuff on the air. <laughs> you do dirty stuff. I did. I, when you work for a heavy metal rock station, you're doing dirty stuff, and you're giving away concert tickets. Every and you're, yeah, they told. They, in fact, when I went to work for the heavy metal station, their instructions to me, the PD said, just don't get the license taken oh, away. Oh, I had the same do thing. Do anything else you want to do. I had the same thing. I don't care wow. what else you do. Yeah, just I don't get the, the license thing. taken. And then when we started the wear pair, it was the same thing. Joe would call us in and he would say, "Don't get the last. Don't uh, jeop- What they would say is, "Don't jeopardize the license." Okay. Yeah, don't, don't lose the license, so, whatever else. With you working with a rock station, you were probably going to wet t-shirt contests and all Oh, I the... had some at the station, oh, did actually, you? if you yeah. want the concert tickets. Right. <laughs> right. I, well, I got pictures. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> no, really. They loved They it. used to do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I remember when they had this uh, kid, Chris, across the hall, and they would cover all the windows oh, with, yeah. with paper because they were doing things in the studio that... I had to do that once. I interviewed yeah. a stripper who... Well, got naked. Yeah. She did what strippers did, and we had to black out all the uh, Best windows. thing that ever happened to me when I was 10, getting started in this business, I used to, I was in country radio, right? but I listened to KTSA, which was top 40, right. didn't talk longer than five seconds, so I started to do that on country radio. And the boss called me one day, and he said, do you want to go to work for KTSA? And I said, yeah, I do. <laughs> and he said, you, this was the best thing that ever happened to me. He said, you stop and you talk between every song. And I said, but what if I don't have anything to say? He, he said, it's your job. To have something to say. You know, music radio was fun, but I couldn't handle it now, man. It was some late nights. <laughs> <laughs> late, late damn nights, man. You're a night creature anyway. Well, when you're doing mornings, though, yeah, and you're expected to party with one of the clients at no. their bar till 2 in the morning. Can't do that. And then get your ass up and do a show at 5 in the morning. No, I couldn't. I was in my 20s back then. I think I have trained everybody in my social circles that I don't do night times. Yeah, yeah. I just don't. You don't. No, I know. I, I'm still a night person. That's why I'm always in such a bad mood. <laughs> you wake up at nine. <laughs> you wake up at nine when you get in. You're, uh, uh, I'm just hey. always in a bad mood. Yeah. I just, uh, you know, but no, it, it, wor- it works for us. <laughs> no, works I'm great. kidding. I'm kidding. Um, VCR. We'll talk about National VCR Day. It's a big day. <laughs> what the hell? Because National VCR can, Day. 
They have a day for everything. Oh, my God. They have a day for everything. But nobody's got a damn VCR anymore except National Morgan. National Sock Day. National Sock Day. National Underwear Day. National VCR Day. So. Hug no, a actually, Sloth Day. I don't have a VCR. You don't have a VCR? Not at all, no. Got a record player. Record player? Yeah, because I, yeah, I know you're in the vinyl. I've got several of those, actually, but I do not have a VCR. Yep. You were talking. I got a bunch of video cassette home movies from way back when. That I, there are probably falling apart by now. Oh yeah, because right, yeah. it oxidizes. But I'd love yeah. to get it, you know. But I know it's expensive. To get it's stupid, Sean. Put on stupid. DVD or digital I have file. A, I have a lot that I did uh, television shows right. that I was in, and and I checked with a guy this year because they're sitting there in a box. Right. Hey man, I got to get these transferred. Sure, that's like 150 a tape. I said, well, <laughs> and there's I got boxes full of them. I don't know how many. Right. You know, it would be tens of thousands of dollars to transfer these. <laughs> so it's good to keep them though. Someday you may come across a VCR. Well, but like Sean said, th- th- they oxidize, so they start to fall apart. Yeah. You know what I wish I had, which, which I've lost, are all the cassettes. Yes. Yes. Not music cassettes, but cassettes from the shows yes. over the years. Yes. Right. Before we started burning D- uh, the CDs. And I don't know what the hell happened to all those. All my, my entire career was on cassette, and it's all gone. Right. Oh, I was the same way. My entire life was on these little cassettes. Yeah. Seriously. For the better part of you know, 20 years. I don't know what happened to them. Mm. I, I have my very first radio show somewhere oh, yeah. somewhere in the house right. and on cassette. And I have, when I f- started singing with bands, I have some of the stuff right, that we right. did and a couple of the albums that we cut. I don't even know where they are. Yeah, It's it's weird how stuff just falls away by the wayside as you make your way through life. You know what I'm doing right now? I'm doing a, a anti-decluttering a you know, because I, you live for a while. And, and I would have thought, I was talking to Nancy about this over the weekend, I would have thought that during the pandemic I would have got more organized, right. cleared out a lot of that stuff. <laughs> I looked at my closet and I went, God. Uh, I got more stuff. I live like a rabbit, right. man. I go, <laughs> I got a I, you think, because you think you have all that time, you'd be you know more fastidious right. about declutterifying or whatever, but I didn't. No, exactly. same thing with you. Yeah. I yeah. Just stacked up around just us. Bought more stuff. Well, I was like a gerbil. You know, I'd chew up bits of Kleenex, and, no. and that's what I'd sleep <laughs> You know in. what he did? Because he told me he started to to, uh, to to do the Amazon thing. That's what you yeah. told me you did. Like yeah, buying stuff on Amazon. All right, we'll be right back. I'll call you back. I have to help these guys. Where in Rima, 7 till 9, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. What's up? It's Monday. Oh, yeah. I hate everything. It's his favorite day of the week, folks. I hate he everything. Loves, and see, this is how you, you told me one night we were we were uh, texting back and forth. And you said you 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 grew up in a totally different environment. It was you know you were positive and all that stuff. I hate everything. <laughs> my, 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 household, my household was dark and depressing. <laughs> I, hate I just everything. grew up in a seething cauldron of depression so, and dysfunction. So for me, for me, <laughs> I love Monday. It right. is nuts. Yeah, well, you love, but see, you you radio is in your genetics. You 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 live right. for this, and, okay? And, and mornings, and I, and mornings specifically. Yeah, I, I and I'm not saying I have any less of a love of radio. I mean, this is no, thirty five years for me. Yeah, but I also got the poetry thing, yeah. and I got a, you know other interests. But this this is not working to you. I mean, it's not working to me either because I I like to have fun. Yeah, but for you, this yeah. is your mission in life. I I think this is why. You know what happened? Several years ago, we were owned by CBS. I'm sorry. I know. I'm sorry. You know what? <laughs> as far as the benefits, as far as the benefits, it was great. Actually, it was. They, yeah. they were great for right, the benefits, right, man. Right, right. But at some point, they were going to sell us, and it looked like we were going to be like Chinese music or something. You know? <laughs> so, so, okay, that's not going to work for me. So right. what would I do if radio was not available to me? What would I do? Right. So for two years, I looked at all kinds of from selling motorcycles to selling shoes. What would I do? And nothing against anything else, but it came down to this. What would I get out of bed without an alarm at midnight to do? <laughs> right. Because I wake up and I'm like, oh, yeah, baby. Oh, I know. Another day I get to go do that. Yeah, I get to uh, go do that. And y'all, just so we can take it behind the curtain here, because we've been doing this almost two years now, you realize. Are we're coming you up on this, serious? We're coming up on our two-year anniversary. Do you see how fast that went? Yeah. It, it flew. Did. And uh, it's been, a, I mean, it's been, it's, it's been great. Yeah. I mean, we've, I can't believe it's been Flew. two years. It did fly. I had a guy hit me up at the gun store who said, when they first put you two together, I didn't think it was going to work. I didn't know. Right. And he said, now 
I would miss it. What <laughs> People you, love it. What were you going to say? Sorry. Well, I just you know just uh, Trey does on Mondays. He's just you're just raring to go, I man. Am. You've I'm had a, you've had two days where you haven't done it. Mondays coming around, <laughs> man. Seriously, I want to be on the air. I you had, know, and I, I was I, deprived for two days. Right, and I come in there. It's like God. He's going to be really positive. <laughs> well, isn't he? Here's the funny <laughs> thing from my Damn, from, from my perspective. Nature of his. <laughs> from my perspective, because I the Trey's the first person I usually the first person I talk to right. every day. Um, Monday, he's like that. But by Friday, he's like how you are on Monday. Yeah, I'm ready to go. He's ready. It's to inverted. Just, yeah, I just need it. Yeah. I need a couple I need of a days. Break. I need a break. Yeah. But, but then on Monday. But I he's f- ready to go. On Monday, yeah. I feel like I've been deprived for two days. Like, right. they took my baby away for two days, for two whole I, days. I get to Friday, and I'm like, my ass is sleeping until noon tomorrow. <laughs> See, we get to Wednesday. You're both about the same level. Yeah, we're right. You know? We match up one day a week, Trey. It works for us. And then it starts going in the opposite direction. Direction. It's true. It really is true. And I, I do enjoy my weekends. Had a great weekend this weekend. Yeah, sounds like it. So cool going, you know, I, I go from a gun store to a wine tasting. It's really. Right. Hey, you know, That's great. So it kind of fits my personality. It's like two of your favorite things. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> Shooting and drinking. <laughs> Shooting and drinking. <laughs> yeah. No, I never do the two at the same time. Well, you no, know, no, bad, no, idea. I mean, no. The time bad idea. No. You, know, you allow that time in between. That's right. You know. No. Absolutely right. It's so cool to meet some many of, uh, of our listeners uh, people who came out they you know it's just really it's good because we're in a box we're yeah. in and, and for 14 in a box for 14 months we were in our bedroom right oh god so it's great to get out and all these people showing up going oh my god i love you i love you oh, people thanks. like the show man they're yeah, digging it yeah, it's good 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 it to makes me happy good to see them so uh it, it's gonna be interesting to see when people start disappearing uh that have anything to do with the uh whole covid thing <laughs> Uh, here's, here's the headline, top news story at Fox News, scientists who emailed Fauci about COVID possibly being man-made suddenly deactivates his Twitter account and is gone. This is the guy that Fauci was sending the emails to, I believe, Uh about how you can't really see it if you're not looking for it. Uh Uh-huh. And suddenly he's deactivated his Twitter account. Yeah. Odd that. Where's, where is he now? I think his name is, was his Christian Anderson? Uh, somebody, Christian Anderson. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, a virologist at the California Scripps Research Institute. He emailed Anthony Fauci in January of 2020 to raise the possibility that coronavirus may have been re-engineered. He's gone. Well, I mean, well, from Twitter, anyway. We'll know the Chinese and the Russians are involved. The people start mysteriously falling saying. out of windows. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> if they, if, if they, getting poisoned if, or whatever. They don't make it to work. Right, you know, right. It's like, oh. No, this guy just deactivated his Twitter account, and he's laying super low. Who knows? I mean, I don't think we're ever going to know exactly what just took place. You know, seriously. I mean, a lot of people know a lot of stuff, and this guy obviously knows a lot of stuff. And he, you don't deactivate your Twitter account at that particular moment just because you're done with Twitter. He, he's done. He, he wants to disappear. Yes, he, he, he wants does. to be out of this because this is getting the stink is starting to rise. Yeah, you got it. And the stink is, is emanating from Dr. Fauci, and it's starting to encircle everybody that he worked with, all of his colleagues, everybody he interacted with over this thing. The stink is reaching out for them, and they're scared. Uh, and I can't blame them. I, they should be scared. I don't want to go into the weeds, but I, I did a lot of research on this this morning about um, uh, these ex- what these experts are now saying about it being man-made. Right. And it's just impossible, according to all these virologists, it's just impossible that this made a jump from a bat to a human all by itself. No. It had to have, in other words, with this gain of function and, and the amount of money that we now know taxpayer money went to, right. and, and they're still saying, no, well, we never spent it on gain of function. doesn't matter. If you didn't spend it on gain of function, you spent it somewhere else, and that freed up money to be spent on gain of function. One way or the other. But without getting into weeds, how they have to grow it on human cells to make it attractive to a human and work with a human. In other words, it just doesn't work automatically for a human. Well, it's it's coronavirus has been with us for a long, long time. Right. You know, uh, so it just magically leaps to humans. You don't know. No, it doesn't make any sense. You don't have to be a a, a, a virus expert to, to understand basic biology. What, what these guys were saying that I was reading this morning is that you have to grow it on human yeah. cells for a while so that it becomes accustomed to being on a human right. cell. It just it's not na- it's not as natural environs to be in a human. Right. It's supposed to be in an animal. Yeah. So you have to grow it in human cells in a petri dish in a lab, probably in Wuhan. 
Probably. And uh, you know, you gotta you gotta uh, you gotta think the folks who are doing this kind of research are probably nervous as hell doing it, but they're still doing it. And again, as Fauci said through these emails, we've seen this now. You have to really know what you're looking for to see that it has been grown on human or manipulated in that way. So, uh, I, I my problem is I can't believe freaking humans actually do this kind of research. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The fact that we actually think we're smart enough and safe enough to do this kind of stuff. Now, I do believe there is intentionality on the part of the Chinese government as far as how this thing got around the world. You know, I mean, they were in a very dicey place at that point uh, in our, their relationship uh, with the former president in this country. And uh, it's insidious. And, and, and Dr. Fauci has been running. Sk- now, if you look back with hindsight, now a lot of his uh, up and down and inconsistency makes sense because he was running scared. You got that he right. He did not want that, uh, that, that target on him as far as being something of a cause for this. Uh-huh. Or facilitating this. The money. The whole money aspect of it. And here's my question. Why are we sending money to a lab in Wuhan in the first place, regardless of what the research is? I have no idea. China's loaded. China is is loaning us money. I have no idea. We are borrowing from them. So they have us, you know, out-moneyed in every respect that you can think of. They have more than we do. So why in the world are we sending our money for them to do research in their lab? I want to know that. Yeah, and I want to know what the original original inspiration to do that. I want to know why. Yeah, why was that decision made to send money to this lab? Yeah. Why? By whom? What, What were they looking to accomplish? You said it. Even Obama shut this stuff down. Even Obama was not a fan. I read something yesterday, though. Uh, he did shut it down, like, at the beginning of his presidency along that time. Right. But I read something yesterday, and I've got to follow up on this because I don't know if it's true. But right before Trump came in, he opened up gain of function again. Oh, did he? <laughs> I, I, that's, that's what I was reading. Wow. So I've got to do... I, Didn't want it on his watch. Don't run with this yet, but I'm going to do some more study on that and see if that's a fact. But if that's a fact, you knew he was waiting for something to happen. Yeah, that he didn't want it on his his watch, but he wanted it on the next guy's watch. Well, you know, look what they got. They they overturned the the election by weaponizing this against Donald Trump in so many ways. I think, you know, what we have just experienced is probably one of the greatest crimes against humanity. I agree. And no one's saying that. I agree. It was. It, it, we, well, we've said it for a year. Yeah. We've said it for a whole year that this is absolutely one of the greatest crimes against humanity, and, and most of these people ought to be rotting in jail. Uh, and they never will. Oh, no. no. <laughs> it's never going to happen. Well, because That's what sucks. When, when you're on the inside up there, you can do anything you want. Look yeah. at Hunter Biden is still making money off the Chinese. Yeah, he's he still is. making money off the Chinese. Man, he's a piece of crap. That whole family is compromised at this point. Whole family's compromised. Like Riccardi said, I, said that Friday. He said there is no way that Joe Biden is going to get in and try to hold China accountable for this because no. he's compromised himself. Of course he is. He's got a hell of a bar tab with those oh, people, man. Yeah, he does. They're not going to let him forget it. Yeah. And they, for all we know, they were, they were uh, complicit in getting his ass into the Oval Office. You know it. Yeah, you know. I mean, either through uh, uh, political uh, shenanigans or biological pandemic shenanigans, one way or the other. There's uh, Made in China uh, somewhere on Joe Biden's presidency. You know? turn, turn him over. <laughs> turn him over on his ass. <laughs> made in China. There it is. Yep. <laughs> it's all over, Hunter. You know, you can't oh, get away from God. it. Yeah, yeah. What a world. All right, quick break. More Warren Rhyme on the other side. I'll tell you what is right here. Made in a good old U.S. of A with good old U.S. of A products and people, and that's safe showers. For you to have a safe shower, all you got to do is get in touch with our friends over at safeshowers.com, safeshowers.com, and they will give you an estimate. On, on your piece of property, on your shower, on your bathroom, and having a safe shower there. Now, every safe shower has a low step-up entry. Every safe shower has a non-slip floor. Every sta- safe shower has at least one grab bar that's anchored into a 2 by 6 in the wall, so it's not, gonna, it's not just in the plastic where it's going to come off in your hand. These are sturdy, and they're strong. And every, every single safe shower can be tailor-made, tailor-made for your beauty, whatever your colors are, whatever your textures are, whatever you like in terms of tile in your safe shower they do it all with safe showers and they're a wonderful people i want uh, i want you to get to know just log on to their website take a look at their inventory and then invite them to come out and give you a free 
no obligation estimate on your home for your safe shower. Safeshowers.com. Safeshowers.com. Check them out today. You're going to love Chris and Joan at Safe Showers. AccuWeather today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. Sunny, very warm, and humid in the afternoons. 91, 93, and 94. But the real field temperatures will be over 100. So the actual temperature is going to be around 94, but the real feel will take you up to 105, 108 in some areas because of all the humidity that's in the ground and in the air, too. In the case. All right, so it's 821 KTSA. What's on your list over there, man? I, you know, I just got some thoughts about yesterday. I heard you talking, and uh, uh, I, I am disgusted that our president conducted himself the way he did yesterday as far as the tweets and talking about, you know, uh, 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 the Tulsa massacre and all that and racism. Um, and it brought, because every year I, I have a poem I wrote uh, for my, my daughter's grandfather. Uh, Larry, uh, who was on Utah Beach, and I, you know, I will never forget. He he was one because you know a lot of them don't talk about it. And they they're, they're very proud and they don't talk about it. And uh, and and I, I wrote this poem and I posted every year on 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 that day. And you know, when you're talking to a guy who was actually there, and there's so few of them left, it's real history coming out of somebody's mouth from their memories, only from their hand, experience. Only a handful left. Yeah, and I remember, and he never talked about it before, and one night, he just started talking about it, and we all just let him talk. I mean, the whole family was there. Uh, my, this is my former fam- my former in-laws, and I remember asking him, what was the scariest part, thinking it must be getting on the beach? He's like, no, it was getting off the transport. That's right. It was coming down, you know, the, the side of the ship, crawling down this thick rope netting. While a bunch of other guys are doing the same thing, getting smashed, the the they're they're falling down because they're, they're the weight of the of the gear. They're trying to get into the transport, the smaller boats, to take them to the beach, and dudes would lose their grip and they just sink right to the bottom, or they they get smashed between the hulls of the boats. Yep, he said that was terrifying. He said what, and I'll never forget him saying this. Once I got to the beach, the game was afoot. Mm. And then it was just about getting your getting off the beach and doing your job. And he was a forward observer, so he was one of the first guys there. Yeah. Uh, and it just it still to this day sends a chill down my spine. And and it, it, with each passing World War II vet, we lose that that history. I mean, a number of years ago they started this oral history recording series, which I thought was beautiful, mm-hmm. because you know I, I I and I hate to say it again, I hate to sound like an old fart. That's all right. But you run into so many young people, and they just have no idea about World War II. They're not being How did taught. they get through high school without knowing anything about World War II? Well, here was my point this morning. If you were uh, apparently you heard it, uh, my point this morning was they we would be goose stepping and saying yeah. Hitler without Normandy, without D Day, without June 6, nineteen forty four. This world, Sean, it'd be a yeah. totally different world. And you are correct. These were nineteen and twenty year olds. Average age was twenty. Twenty. Yep. I look back on what the hell I was doing at twenty years of age. Hey, you know, some nothing, of them, you know, some of them like Walt Disney forged their yeah. their oh, age yeah. so they could. They were like fifteen, sixteen <sighs> when they went in, and they saved the world. They saved the world, sacrificing their own lives. And, and what started this segment was that you, you know, uh, Joe Biden couldn't even find it in himself to say anything about it yesterday. <sighs> he instead tweeted about Tulsa and talked about systemic racism in America. I thought that it's, was shameful. Well, it's more of this, we you know hate the country. We suck, we're racist. Hate America. Hate on America. Right. Instead of talking about how they not those men not only liberated America and made sure we were free, because we were, you know, we had the water surrounding us at that time. Right. We were pretty insulated and isolated. We our guys went and liberated Europe mm-hmm. and the rest of the world. Yeah. From a maniac, a demonically people, twenty year old dude. Yes, a demonically oppressed or or, or possessed maniac. Yeah, yeah, and it's you know, and 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 who that generation became once they got home as well is an amazing story. Unbelievable. You know, uh, some of the the greatest, most brilliant minds came out of that war because they got the GI Bill and they got home and they went to college and they became educated and they built the suburbs, got built the suburbs, you know. You know, and uh, uh, we're just losing touch with that. We we're are. losing touch with that history, 
And I think ultimately that's uh, going to be a big old shame because uh, uh, that's what freedom looks like. And and Joe and and, and by the way, I, I oh, doubt very, very I doubt very seriously Joe even knows uh, that that's that is classic Obama to me. Yeah, because Obama's a racist. Obama hates white people, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. in my oh, view, yeah. and so he took the most important day of of World War II. And instead of acknowledging the most important day, he goes off on the racial problems in Tulsa in 1921. That was a problem. I'm not. I'm not well, dismissing he's diminishing that. the tragedy of right, that. Right. Right. But it's it's June 6th, right. man. Right. <laughs> exactly. You know. Uh, and so I was. I was. I was actually. I, I didn't think his president could shock me anymore. Oh, it's going to get worse. I was surprised. It's going to get worse before that's it gets pretty better. standard stuff for a president on June sixth to you say would, something about it. You would think. Yeah. Donald Trump is always very reverential. If I Every day. Yeah. Every day. So anyway, the poem, if you guys want to read it, it's actually on my page on KTSA.com. I posted it. We will check it uh, out. Uh, about what my, my uh, friend Larry told me. We will so. check it out. Check it out. Yep. Check it out. Check it out. Read it. Check it out. Yeah, I had some friends that were also you know, in the battles over there. My grandfather was in the Navy. Right. Same thing. They didn't, they didn't like to talk about it. They, no. it, was, it was like drawing attention to themselves, and it wasn't about them as far as they were concerned. Yeah. You know, un- unlike the little snot-nosed people that are you know, waving the Mexican flag at their, oh, yeah. at their, Look at me. Look gradu- at me. At their graduation, because it's all about me, and I shouldn't have to. I should get my diploma, even though I waved the Mexican flag and was told not to. <laughs> I should still get my. It's all about me, 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 me. Back then, no, nah, it's about the country, man. Uh, you no, do what no, you no, had no, to do, and you think you know no, the no, other the other the second layer of, layer of heroes of of that day and of of that war were the people at home, right? Who ran the munitions factories? Oh, who uh, produced the munitions? Rosie the Riveter. Rosie the Riveter. Everybody did their part. You bet. It wasn't a, 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 a do your part in sort of a communist socialist way where we tell you what to do and you do it. No, it's teamwork. This was people, an entire nation teamwork. made a choice, right? To come together and to do what needed to be done. So Nancy and I were at Costco the other day, and a guy walked past me, and he's got one of those uh, Vietnam veteran caps mm, on. Right. right. And you see fewer and fewer of those, but you yeah. see fewer and fewer of World War II oh, yeah. veterans, too, right? So I, I always said, you know, thank you for your service. Me, too, yeah. He was shocked. I bet. He just stopped a minute, very humble, and lowered his head, and he said, you're so welcome. I get, you know, you get all kinds of reactions when you do that. Some people are surprised. He was shocked. You, yeah, shocked. Uh, I have other people that I've, I've said that to, and they just shake my hand, and say thank you, yep. you know, or thank you for saying that, right. you know. Yeah, uh, I think that that level of self sacrifice, I think, is kind of being bred out of the species. Oh. <laughs> Oh, you man. know, I hate to put it that way, Again, but intellectually guys, speaking. Their average age was 20. 20, man, 20. And somebody commented when I put my post up yesterday, somebody commented and said, wouldn't happen today. No. It tw- no. Wouldn't happen well, today. Well, we're not uh, diminishing the, the our military personnel who are 20, you know, serving right now. But the general ethic of that younger generation at 20, they're still kids. Right. And we still treat them like kids. Right. They're little kids. They're not grown adults. In that era, you were a grown adult practically by the time you were 12 or 13. I just had a, this is where we are in the country today. I just had a friend text me while we're talking about this and, and my post about that yesterday, and he said, I read it and was shocked that Facebook didn't take it down. Yeah, well, yeah, right, right. He's shocked. He said, that's something Facebook would have taken down. It's a little too pro-American. Oh, uh, yeah. Can't Red, white, have that, man. Red, white, and blue. We suck. All right, I got to talk. <laughs> this country sucks. <laughs> That's our new motto. <laughs> this country sucks. Yeah. America, we suck. All right. Um, 829 now with Ware and Rhyme. I got to tell you about my friends over at BSG Outdoor Living. BSG, where you can bring the indoors outdoors with BSG. Nothing better than being outside, relaxing, taking it easy, listening to your favorite tunes under the stars. And BSG Outdoor Living provides crystal clear audio, evenly covers the entire yard, blending within your landscaping. You be the star of the party, bring the neighborhood to your yard for the best in quality entertainment. Give them a call today or lock onto their website, bsgtexas.com, bsgtexas.com. If you enjoy being outdoors during this time of year and you entertain on a frequent basis, you will want to have the permanent installation specially designed by BSG. Getting a deep, rich sound quality as your guests enjoy a good song or easy conversation, even right next door to your backyard pool, is a breeze with BSG. Bring the indoors, outdoors this year. BSG. 
San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. I just feel emotional because my parents are, you know, Mexicanos, and they deserve to see a diploma in my hands. <laughs> well, one of my least favorite words there. Uh, which one? Deserve. Nobody deserves anything, sweetheart. <laughs> no, she does. She deserves you her diploma. Deserve, no, 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 you don't. I break all the rules, but I still want my diploma because it's mine. Uh, and you yeah. know what's going to happen? The school's going to give in. You know oh, the you know school is going to give be, in. Well, they don't be accused of being racist, right. anti-Mexican. They're going to give in. You know, you know they will. The one out Everybody in North Carolina where the, where the dude wrapped the Mexican flag around him and they said he couldn't get it. Uh, they, they're already saying we're negotiating with the family to make sure that he gets his. We'll make sure he gets his diploma. We're doing a negotiation right now. <laughs> that means they're going to call him well, up yeah. and say, "Come get your dang diploma." Come get your diploma, man. It you know, just that, that makes best, me want to puke. Best day of both of these young people's lives. They're famous. You know, just, they're celebrities now. They can be why, activists. Why can't you make them follow the rules just once? Just make one time. Make them follow the rules. Because we, go we live in the era of apology. Oh yeah, yeah, and and no, you can't enforce the rules because it might be oppressive or racist it's to oppressive. do so. It's oppressive, you know, and uh, and again, I'm sure we're racist for just talking about it. I'm sure you're too Where's racist, on yeah. You don't. Go. So she you was waving Mexicans. the Mexican flag in the middle of the ceremony. So what? Who cares? Because you hate Mexicans. I don't care. She would have been waving the Chinese flag. I don't care the Venezuelan flag. I don't the the the, the which you, you, which country it was from is irrelevant. You can't take an American flag out That's there. That's right, or a Texas flag. And right. she she even said, well, "Had I taken a Texas flag, that no. would have been fine." No, no, honey, the rules, baby, sweetheart. No, they wouldn't have been fine. That's the whole point of what we're talking about here. The, the dude over in, in North Carolina, he actually wrapped it around him yeah. like a Batman cape. Well, but, but it, it's it's making a show of yourself, knowing you're doing something that is going to bring attention to you. It's stupid. You it's know? stupidity. And, and uh, <laughs> in a, it, it, as I've found out over the course of my life, you know, fame is pretty easy to achieve. It's uh, how big of a spectacle you're willing to make of yourself. You so don't need somebody, a diploma. When somebody, <laughs> you, you need a spanking. Spanking. When you, when you walk out on stage <laughs> and you know you're not supposed to have a flag, yeah. you know exactly what's going to happen. It's not a diploma you need. You need a spanking. Spanking. You need to go to the principal's office and get a spanking it, with that with that paddle that has all the holes I drilled in. I remember those drilled in. The they kids, catch today. You wouldn't believe it. I mean, they wouldn't really believe that. I remember in hey. elementary school that paddle being in the principal's office. It hung right there. Never got used on me. Our principal didn't have it. He was too nice of a guy, but the coaches did. Football coaches. Oh, they yeah. were, they were wacky with it. They <laughs> looked like football players. They were football players. <laughs> They'd come right. on down to coach's office, and they all chewed Copenhagen. Ugh. Ugh. So they'd spit on you, too, <laughs> oh, while they were hitting you. Spit on you <laughs> while they're hitting you with a paddle. Well, that's just foul, man. Well, I want that's, my going, that's going a little far there. Here's, here's a right for you. <laughs> and they spit on your head while they're spanking you with a paddle, hitting you with a paddle. Uh, <laughs> all right, so... Um, <laughs> I like this. I, you know, I, I guess I am starting to sound a little bit like a Ron DeSantis fanboy, but uh, no, but I'm you a fan- like you're a little positive on I, him. Right? I'm a fanboy, and uh, so there was this thing was going on. They're getting ready to start cruising. It. You're not a cruiser. What? What do you mean, like a cruise ships? No, I've I've been on one. Yeah. All right, we're gonna fix that. We're, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna turn you into a cruiser. So anyway, um, so they were getting ready to start launching them here in Texas, right. down in Galveston, and over in Florida. Right. And the CDC has been telling the cruise industry, this is what you have to do to be able to cruise, right? Instead of saying, here's, here's what we should be saying. You know what? You might get COVID. Come on. Let's go for a cruise. Could happen. You yeah. might get it, but that's up to you. It's your choice. Nobody's holding a gun to your head, making you come get on the ship. So if you get COVID, that's on you, not on us. Come have right, a good time. Right. Instead of that, they've been laying out all these rules, and you can't do this, and you can't do that, and da 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 And the cruise industry has been trying to adhere to all these rules so that they could start cruising again. Right, right. They haven't cruised in 15 months. Mm. Been sitting there for 15 or 16 months. So anyway, uh, Ron DeSantis has this policy down there. First of all, no masks. You don't have to right, mask. Right. And secondly, no vaccine passport. Well, the, <laughs> That's the right. cruise industry said 
their employees, 98% of them have to be, and 95% of travelers have to be. And DeSantis said, no. Oh, no. So does that mean if they come into port in Florida? Is that what yeah. yeah. Right, right. So he was saying, nope, we, there's no such thing as a mask or a vaccine mandate or passport here. People come to Florida, they don't have to have it. And so the cruise lines today reverse themselves and said yeah we're not going to ask you for it come on come cruising we're well, not going to ask you well they need to get the ships going man they're they what? know that they need to get the ships going oh, they need okay. to start cruising oh man if oh, it's sitting. They... <laughs> <laughs> they might need to get that going too i don't know um but i i, I... <laughs> coffee will do the trick yeah. i'm so sorry no, no okay. my point is that keep going is that they know they got to get these ships on the high seas they've been sitting these are, I mean, how many people are employed by any given cruise oh ship? Oh, my God, it's amazing. It's well, like it depends, a floating city, right? It, well, it depends on the cruise ship, right? right? Right, So it depends on the, you know, like the the, the large ones, a uh, couple thousand, two or three thousand. Right. On the large so ones. So if DeSantis says, no, nope, it's not happening here, then what are they going to do? Right. They're going to roll in there and try to enforce it? Right. You know, they can't. So, you know, they win, and, and the people win. It's called freedom winning, and freedom is... You live at your own risk. I don't want the government trying to protect me from every dang thing. I, I just don't. It's like we've been saying all day. Life is a choice, you yeah. know, and you got you can make choices about what, how you want to live, what you want to risk, what you don't want to risk. I'll assume the risk. I'll assume the risk as well. I'm going to get on a cruise ship the first opportunity that I have. I'm going to go cruising, and I, I'll, I will assume the risk. I don't want the government telling me what risk I can and cannot take. Yeah, I, I don't like anybody to tell me what to do, and I, I except my wife. Yeah, my, well, my wife can tell me what to that's do. That's a special. Nobody else. That's right. And she, apparently, apparently, everybody who knows you and her tells me that she does tell you what to do. She tells me what to do, but nobody else. I don't like anybody else telling me what to do. <laughs> I certainly don't like the government telling me what to do. <laughs> Just the little woman. That's yeah. all. She can boss me around all she wants. See, that's part of the problem. You call her little woman. See, oh, she's only about this tall. No, but that so's mine. But <laughs> I wouldn't dare call her little woman. <laughs> Funny little honey. Squaw ten paces behind. You know, no, oh, no, that doesn't oh, work in my house. No. no. <laughs> uh-uh. Oh, oh, that does not roll in my house. You man. used to be a man, but now you're an it. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I don't walk behind no one. That's exactly Mr. right. Don, you know, yeah. so uh, I go through. Uh, yeah, I understand. Um, okay, when we come back, we have not talked about transgenderism today. <laughs> no, we haven't. Have we? we have to do our transgender uh, okay. segment. That sounds good. It's prerequisite for every show. All right. <laughs> it has to be on every show, you know. We that. haven't hit the trans topic yet. Uh, so. Tranny talk coming up. Uh, first of all... <laughs> That should be a segment, tranny talk. And now the tranny moment. <laughs> the latest in transgender Tran- news. Tranny talk time. All right, so um, let me tell you about Alamo Water Softeners, because they are great at Alamo Water Softeners. They make the water softeners here. They make them for our hard water here, which is different than the hard water over there. Uh, and, and because they make them here... Uh, the money stays here in our economy, which is totally cool, but they also know how to service you and take care of you. They really care about you because they are one of us. They're from San Antonio and have been from the very beginning. The best in water softening uh, treatment, but also the best in removing any uh, particles or problems that you may have in your water. A lot of that stuff, a lot of the contaminants, you can't smell. You can't taste, you can't see, but with your Alamo water softener, they can remove all that for you. And and for a limited time, buy select units and get a reverse osmosis drinking water system. Those things are close to 400 bucks. They're going to give you one when you buy a certain unit. So that's AlamoWaterSofteners.com. Check them out today. Log on. 